You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm finally ready. It's been a crazy day. It's, you're telling me. I did, yeah. a lot, did a lot of walking today. Um, my feet are killing me. So, uh, today... <laughs> you didn't want to use the joke, I just flew in from St. Catharines, boy my arms are tired. No, I'm not going to use that one. <laughs> we are in the studio. We are in, in the, the studio. Real, in the real studio. Yes. Well, your uh, studio is a real studio, yeah, too. Yeah, but I mean, we're in the real studio together. But we're at the headquarters in Toronto. We are at the yep. uh, the Toronto branch of Two Guys Talking Wine. And I'm Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinereview.com. I'm Andre Prue from andrewinereview.ca. And uh, tonight, we were going to do this a while back, but I thought, you know, why, why not pull it out again? Because we have had this ongoing debate or series of Riesling. So we did a Riesling tasting, yep. where we opened up a number of Rieslings. We um, we asked, asked the question: Is Riesling, you know, a dying yep. form of of wine in Ontario, uh, or not as exciting? So passe. And now tonight, I've got another array of six Rieslings for yes. us to try, uh, ranging from 2006 to 2010, all of them Ontario. And you suggested a very interesting. Uh, tasting order this time? Yeah, we're going to do it uh, geographically by winery. And I have to say that because some of these wineries likely didn't have fruit from their geographic location. But we're going to go from uh, east to west. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with this one. And these are all, we we have not tasted them. I just, I did open them this time, so it didn't take as long. Uh, like last time, I remember we opened them straight and people could hear pop and corks and things like that. But this time... I've I've just pre-opened them, but I haven't pre-tasted in any way, shape, or form. So yes, this is as this blind is, this as is a blind gets. for both of us. I actually just realized the order that we put these in are actually the order it would be driving from Toronto to St. Catharines for the Niagara wineries. Oh, well, they, there you go. <laughs> so it's not really from east to west. It's the way that Andre would visit these wineries. Oh, okay. So that's nice, the way Andre would visit. So this is a 2006 Wismer Vineyard uh, Riesling Reserve. From uh, from Henry, uh, sorry, from uh, Huff. Huff. From Huff Estates. I saw the H and I was just, you know, so excited to see an H. And that smells horrible. I think there's a little cork on this. And it's corked. And it smells horrible. And oxidized. Yeah, that's corked. And, you know, so. Well, there we go. First one. Thanks, thanks for saving that one, me. I'm sure it was great at the time you opened it, which is why you saved it. Yes, I remember liking that one very much. Um, so uh, this one uh, is did not come out right, and it is dribbling through. It is. <laughs> it was weird because the cork made a nice, satisfying pop. Yeah. When you when you opened it, but uh, and then it turned sideways in the in the neck of the bottle. It is. Uh, oh, there you go. It is a foreign affair, Riesling. I'm just going to try and get the cork smell out of your glass. Thank you. That's probably there. Or a gone. You uh, know, I, 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 given, I guess I'll wait until we get through all these bottles, but I think I do have a, a certain conclusion about two things having to do with, with Riesling. Once we get this. The color on this is already much better than what we had on the on the Huff. It's okay. a little bit more yeah, a little lighter. yellow instead of like burnt orange. So this one also says... Ooh. It does say... Rip, no, it doesn't. I thought it said Ripasso on the cork. Maybe, oh, no. It doesn't what does really it say, say on the cork? I don't know. What does that say? 
Sionyi Rinaski. Okay, so it's Italian of some sort. Now this is the uh, Mio Manzoro. I never understood some of the things that are on their birds. Um, and I don't remember if this has got any apasimento to it. Uh, does it say anything on the bonnet back there? You, you, have the <laughs> you don't have your reading glasses, do no, you? No, I do not. Not with me, anyway. Partial grape drying method. Okay, so there is partial grape drying, so we'll find out whether that helps age the Riesling any better. And 10.5% alcohol, Ten. so kind of a pretty typical of what you'd expect from uh, Riesling from the area. 07, hot vintage, so this should be... <laughs> wow. Michael, I think you may have performed infanticide here. No, I don't think so. It's definitely got some sweetness, though. I'm getting a slight sherry note on the mm-hmm. palate. I'm getting that, too. But it's pushing like it's... Like that oxidated note is definitely buried underneath. Like it's it's honey. Yeah. I think it lacks acidity. I don't. Oh, see, I, don't I mean, the sugar's really, really pushing through, but this is a wine now that's ten years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like the finish is still clean; it's not cloying on the on the back end, even though that sweetness does linger. It's well, maybe it's starting to come through. Maybe a little bit of a maybe about a little lemon peel going on. I got like golden delicious apple on the mid palate, yep. and golden delicious apple on the nose, and I think a bit of age has helped that mineral note poke through because. I think if I have one complaint about some of the Apasimento wines from the province is it does suck away some of the maybe natural terroir just to amplify that fruit you don't normally get. That's not saying that these wines aren't very, very good, but it's a good way to help pump up a vintage that maybe isn't as strong. Yeah, well, I think 07 was a strong vintage, although maybe it's... I think it suppressed the petrol note that you would normally get from an 07 and a 10-year-old I'd agree with that. So, I mean, that's saying, I, I I think this could probably age another five years and still hold on to some of this. I think I, I think we're at uh, at its peak. Personally, that's mine. You would be five. Uh, the reason is I'm getting that sherry note a little bit on that palate, and I don't know if it would last much longer than what we're... I'm just wondering if in five years the mineral note would start creeping through a little bit more. I don't really want to dump this. Mm. Like... I mean, here's the bottom line for me about this wine, is it's really enjoyable. Like, it's really, really enjoyable. It's tasty. I'm surprised about it, but, um, yeah, Foreign Affair 2007 Riesling, if you've got it in your cellar somewhere, uh, you got a bottle hanging about, maybe you'll want to either yeah, hold it, it say, you know what, if, you, if you open it now, you won't be disappointed. I think no. if you hold it another five years, you might be. it might push it over the edge. Yeah. If, if this were my collection, I wouldn't risk it. Yeah, I, I would... I would have said the same. That being said, if I had six bottles lying around in my cellar, I might hold on to one just to see just for where the fun it's going it. to go. Yeah. I have to tell you, I'm very happy to be spitting into your Saskatchewan mug. Yeah. It's a Darien Durant spittoon. Yeah. Is that what? Is that why? No. It's just it's a really big plastic cup. and oh. I mean, I, I know you like to spit. I do like to spit, yes. At you, usually. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> We are now moving uh, to another uh, winery known for doing a little bit of a pastimento. Oh, that's interesting. What's the vintage on this? This is another 2007 Organized Crime 2007. The color's an even paler, paler yellow than the Foreign Affair. And yet, if you really think about it, hold on a second. Um, uh, I would, I think these are Andre Lipinski wines, both of these. 
of the 07s. Oh, mineral right on the nose. That'll explain a lot why the why the sweetness comes through. He likes his, he likes his reasonings with a little bit of sweetness, but I think he he has a good uh, a good knack for balancing it off. Softer on the palate, nice mineral note on the palate. I don't smell any of that cherry note, which is finishes nice. with a, a subtle a subtle bitterness. Sweetness is right in check, but the acids are definitely softening on this. Wow, Michael, this is already much better than the last reason tasting that we did, which was heartbreak after heartbreak. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. I think I, I think I'm leaning more towards the foreign affair uh, than the. Uh, than the organized crime. Well, the Fornifer has more intensity of fruit flavors, and and more intensity even just in that honeyed note. But the organized this is a little bit more mineral, definitely mineral. mineral. But there's a, a little bitterness that peaks up at, mm-hmm. on the finish, and it's not, it's not bad. But I mean, the the Fornifer finish is clean. This has a little bit of a lingering bitterness. Oh, melon rind bitterness. You know that honeydew rind when you get too too close yeah, yeah, to yeah, the. That's very, very specific, but very well put. Yeah, too, too close to the, too close to the, to the inside rind, I guess. Yeah, uh, I would go for the foreign affair over the organized crime. I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna let you get started on the the next one because you've already filled the spittoon up. I gotta go dump it. Well, you know, I I feel that we should uh, use a spittoon when it's here, not uh, just let it go. So uh, I think personally, I would uh, I would probably. If I had some organized crime in the cellar, I would definitely open that now. I don't think it's going to go or get any better. Uh, I do believe that the foreign affair might have a year or two left in it. But again, I would open both of those. I, 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 wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hold them in any way. And Andre will be coming back. And when he comes back, he will see that the next wine has a very apple juicy color to it. Ooh, that's really dark. Very, very dark. It's very dark. Uh, this is a 2006 dry Riesling from Vineland. So, uh, uh, it has a very strong sherry note. Oh goodness! What's the vintage on this? 06. I would have thought, you know, a little bit better of this wine, but um, but it's it, it's not fault. There's no cork to it. Oh, there's some fruit. I knocked some bruised apple out of this glass. It's definitely oxidized. The cork is good. If you look at the cork, uh, I don't see any reason why it should have. Ooh. Prematurely oxidized. Holy shit, Michael. It actually tastes pretty good. It's definitely got that, like, bruised apple, applesauce. The acidity is just... Holy God. What's the alcohol on this? Um, it'll be on the back. 10-4. Good, buddy. Um, See, like, the, the, the nose, it does have that oxidated note, but it's not... Like, the wine isn't wrecked. It's just from having sat in your cellar. Mm-hmm. And there is fruit to it, but it's not fresh fruit. But that acidity is just jarring. And I remember I liked the 06 because of that. Because of that jarring acidity. I really like um, Rieslings with, with, with teeth jangling acidity that cause give you the cheek sweats and the, and the teeth to go bing, bing, dong. To put a Trumpism in there. There's like a honeyed note that... Just pokes through on the finish on this too. The finish is really clean, but like my mouth is salivating from that acidity. Oh my god! I'm, oh, okay. I'm gonna get you to take one more sip. And I'm gonna take a photo of the look on your face, and that's gonna be the the cover shot for this one. All right, hold on. This. Well, I don't know if I can do that again because that was. Uh, you've done it every time you've taken a sip of it. 
that's a really hard acidity. This tastes good though. I'm I, happy with what it tastes like. I don't. I would need something to eat with that. I don't know what. You're more the foodie than I am when it comes to. I wine have a pot of jambalaya on the on the stove right now. And I think this is just the thing that'll help cut through some of that wow. salt and a little there bit is, of the spice. There is a saltiness to this wine, isn't there? There's a minerality. There's yep. a saltiness. There's a really tart uh, lemon. Yeah. Uh, like really tart. Yep. And it it's it bracing it bracingly hurts. But I don't know what else to say about that. But it's it's alive. It's very much alive. It's very much alive. Well, if I had this in my cellar, I'd drink it. I mean, yeah, that, no, that, ox- that oxidated note's not going to get any better on the nose. No, and it's still showing a bit of fruit. If anything, that fruit's going to go away, and it'll just but that it'll just oxidate. But that fruit is 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 tart lemon, green apple. Think anything that you know, but like bruised green apple, like it's it's got that note of like the bruised apple, there. Jolly Rancher green apple candy um, without get, the sweetness. Not getting anything candied on that. No. But All right, what do we got? Our next one is Niagara on the Lake. Niagara Lake. We are heading off there to between the lines and their O nine, which should, in theory, be a great vintage, especially for uh, for acidity. Uh, so an O nine Riesling. Here it goes. The color's good, I think. No, it's still pretty dark. Oh, it's got darker color than I would have expected. I'm just, I'm just. It's getting, like a golden, very golden color, though. It's just getting rid of some of that uh, that excess. Getting, uh, I'm getting little watermarks on your, or maybe that's from you. No, that's, that's from you. That's yeah, probably from you. I'm blaming you anyway. Oh, well, that's a little too bad. So the mineral note's got a waxy quality on the mid palate. Finishes with um, mineral and honey as well, but the fruit's gone. Mm. That's white wine. White wine with some acidity. Well, there's nothing that really draws me into that glass. Makes me well, it is. Like there's a, like a beeswax feel to it on the mid palate. Like it's got a nice texture and weight to it. I uh. Mm, that was the only one, by the way, under screw cap. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent happy with that. I'm but it hasn't aged. It hasn't aged any better or worse than the wines that were aged. No, under, under cork. But I can say compared to our last Riesling tasting, all the wines under the cork except for the the huff have fared. Very well. No, that um, no, I'm not even fifty. I, I'm about fifty-fifty on that between the lines. All right, so let's continue going west, and we're going to end with uh, Burning Kiln. Uh, I would believe uh, another uh, Andre Lipinski wine. So actually, this is an Andre Lipinski tasting. It seems to be a fifty percent Andre Lipinski tasting. So this would have been, I yep. think, another one of his. Uh, and I don't know if he signed the back. He didn't start signing the back until later. But I'm he was the first wine maker for them. So twenty ten. Yeah, I would say so. Nice, still nice color. It's still a little bit pale, like it's another hot vintage, like the sevens. Hmm. Pears and spice on the mid palate. Nice pears and spice. I spit because some of us have to go home, and we're not in our home. Cool, I'm going to be crawling to my bed later tonight. Yeah, I'll give you that spicy characteristic. Well, it's just lacking the concentration that the that Foreign the Affair had. I mean, the Foreign Affair is the clear winner here. I think if, so. If we're, if we're doing this as a competition, but 
when it, this isn't really competitive because honestly, if someone organized opened the organized crime, actually any of the wines, if someone hadn't opened up any of these wines in front of me, I would have been happy to drink them. And I mean the um, the lack of fruit in like the organized crime and the between the lines. It's really just amplified by how much fruit's still left in the foreign affair. Bernie Kellen, it's, it's got an odd, not a bad odd, but yeah, that spicy characteristic, that kind of bosk pear note, not a not a fresh Bartlett pear, but more of a bosk. Yeah, I can see that. Note to it. More like the skin. I didn't know you were a pear snob. Oh, I love bosk. Uh, bosk pear is my favorite. Love them. Bartlett's are okay. They're just sometimes too juicy. Yeah, okay. I like pears. <laughs> I prefer peaches, though. I'm a peach guy. When peaches come in season, I eat an insane amount of peaches. And poop a lot. And poop a lot? Well, all that fiber from the fruit. Oh, okay. I don't need to tell the listeners about my bathroom habits. All right. So how are we going to wrap this one up? I mean, I was going to say that my takeaway was that I, I don't think that Riesling necessarily ages that well, and that was sort of the thing that popped in my head with... Uh, Huff, because that last tasting we did was supremely mediocre. No, you see, Riesling is supposed to have great longevity. Um, you know, you can you can age a, like a like a really good, high quality, well made Riesling can can go just as long as a as a Bordeaux, fifty years or something like that. But but that being said, though, five out of the six wines here, I, as I said like two minutes ago, I'd be happy if someone brought them to my house and. I enjoyed them on their own. Yeah, except for the except for the, obviously the huff being corked, and I, I you were a little happier with the between the lines than I am, and I thought the burning kiln. Um, I mean, a lot, it's okay, okay, but it's it's atypical. But, but all of these wines are missing one thing, right? Like we're gravitating towards the foreign affair, but we can both agree the acidity isn't quite where it is. But we're we're diving into that glass because we like the fruit. The other four wines have held on to their acidity a little bit better, yeah. but like the Vineland and the Between the Lines are both missing a certain freshness to it. Like they've fallen right down the the mineral hole, which is, I mean, if that's what you like, that's great. I'm sure, I mean, if, if you put this in your Taste It Again blog, we can talk about how some of these wines may be paired with the meal that I've put together for us, which sure. is uh, uh, Jambalaya. And uh, I think I'll toss the recipe up on the website and I'll uh, put this on my website as well, how this oh, works. Oh, look at you putting recipes up, getting everybody all excited. Yeah, it's a, you know what? You know, I'll just give a quick plug to it. It's a Canadian jambalaya that I make with uh, northern pike, chicken, and smoked sausages. It ain't pretty, but it looks that way. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of people who get the reference, but that's one of the uh, pride of Saskatoon's finest uh, bands, the northern pikes. But I basically just take some uh, stuff from a, a regular jambalaya and uh, make it a little bit more Canadian. So a wild rice, fresh fish. I mean, it's going to make a great, a great, uh, a great dish, and hopefully you enjoy it. I'm sure you'll get your review in a few minutes. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of these wines will go with it. I I, I think it was a, a really good, interesting, interesting tasting this time. A heck of a lot more. Uh, did we answer the question, is Riesling passe? No, but I think we can definitely say that passe Rieslings taste pretty good. Or past Rieslings taste pretty good. Wow, it's almost like you scripted that, Michael. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. So you know what? You can subscribe to this podcast, and someone did leave a comment, so we can now say critically acclaimed. Woo-hoo. One step away from being award-winning... Let's hope for that. That's next. <laughs> I'm Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. Oh, good night.
Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.